Jen from the Richfield Branch Library podcast and today we are doing a special mini I guess in between on the topic of a podcast about podcasts. What podcasts are we listening to? Both Christina and I. I'll have Christina say hello. Hello. Yes we'll be back next week with our first episode of season two but today we're talking about some podcasts Mm -hmm. because we listen to podcasts. We like uh, we have a ton of podcasts that we want to talk about with you guys. And before we get started, I want to give a shout out to, at least I was um, inspired to get going on our podcast oh. by a podcast that is um, two librarians out in New York, New York Public Library. The podcast is The Librarian is In, and it's when Frank and Rhonda and your conversational tone, you know, inspired us to say, we could do this. We could have a conversation way out here in Richfield, Ohio. And so thank you for that. You inspired us. So I thought doing um, a podcast about podcasts would be easy, but easy. But this was harder than I thought Um, because it was hard to pick in an ocean worth of podcasts to like narrow it down to maybe five. Yes. Like what are my top five? Yeah, it was extremely hard to narrow it down. And I kept cutting things and then adding remembering new ones. (laughs) Yeah, I kept finding new ones. That was a problem, and it was hard to be selective. Um, And I was surprised because I had some on my radar that I was... I was like, I'm going to talk about these. And then it gave me a mission to investigate them further or just investigate them because they were just new on my radar. They showed up on my suggestion. And for many of those, I was disappointed. So that that was through a wrench in things. (laughs) (laughs) Like I had all these queued up um, that sounded perfect. And then when I started listening, for whatever reason, um, they didn't make the cut. So, because I have a criteria, so I will say my commute to anywhere is pretty much 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. So my commute to work is 20 minutes. Um, Everywhere I go, picking up kids or whatnot is like 20 minutes. So I can't get into a deep dive podcast. I need quick. And I don't like, you know, starting a podcast, stopping it doing eight hours of work and then hitting play again that's to me that's too jarring so mm-hmm. that's one of my criteria is like I like 20 26 minutes somewhere in there I can maybe forward ahead or skip the intro or outro if you will and then um, I'm more specific on my interests like I <laughs> I like creativity and like place making and design thinking and so I'm very narrow and what I listen to. You are broad. You have, you're uh, introducing some broad. Yes, but I also thought I was more broad. <laughs> and I realized, like, all my favorite podcasts are, like, somewhere between investigative journalism and straight-up true crime. <laughs> oh, so, but you are going to talk about fiction. You actually introduced Yeah, I listen to I a don't... lot of stuff, and I'm always like, this is interesting, but I'm not, like... I don't love it and like want to recommend it to people unless it's like <laughs> true crime, which is pretty specific. And you know, most people actually, you know, like uh, recommending a podcast is already kind of a tough sell. Yes, yeah, it's a little bit of a niche. It, it's and very then personal. True crime, it seems like especially because I don't know. And then the ones that I like are are I don't know, <laughs> like less about the sensationalized components of it and more about like the human 
components. So, but you're going to introduce a few because you you um, revealed some to me before we even started yes. recording. So you have a few interesting ones, um, and then so I what I really liked about before we did this, we were comparing notes, is that I like more off the grid. All right. Um, not, or maybe they're not NPR, I guess is what I'm saying. They're not yeah. showing up on the top 10. And you have a few, no, nothing, you have a few I NPR. like NPR. You like NPR. <laughs> and I like. It's hard not to hold everything to that standard. That's but you thing. pretty much, you have to have a team. I mean, no, yes. one, no one's creating NPR level podcasts by themselves. We listened to parts, a lot before so. we got going. Yeah. Like, we aspire. Yeah. So I have to, like, remind myself, like, when they talk about, you know, how deep their team is, and it's like, okay. Yeah, or, like, some of these have, like, oh, I just love the sound design on this. Well, they have a sound designer. Mm -hmm. Someone whose whole job (laughs) is doing that for this They went to school for that. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) But I don't have theme music weaving in and out and and sound effects going. But in my dream world, that would be... We're going to get there someday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm also, when I listen to podcasts, I'm also looking for um, if it's tied into a book. So Mm. I love, obviously, when they suggest a book. Um, I give double bonus points if it's a book I actually now really want to read. And I put it on my Goodreads page. And I give triple bonus points if it's now a book that I want to feature on this podcast, which I do have a few of those. So triple bonus points for those, and I'll I'll highlight those as we get going. Fun. So, yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah. What's your first one? Let's do first choice. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Okay. Go with whatever you have first. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, that's all right. We talked about true crime a little bit, so I I will kind (laughs) of... I'll just go with it. Um, The... I just recently listened to The Clearing... And it's a um, <laughs> it's about a serial killer. But the interesting thing about this to me was it comes at it um, with his daughter, April, uh, is actually who figured out that her dad was a killer <gasps> and turns him into the police. What? But didn't want anything to do with the like media around it and didn't want anything, you know, and even like... And she talks about, you know, like, what she went through to even decide if she should turn him in because she didn't have, like, hard proof. She just kind of started putting together, like, all of it. Because he was abusive and he, you know, it it was really interesting to hear, like, what would it be like to live with this guy? Like, even a prolific, I mean, that's a really weird word to use for serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, like, you spend a lot of your life not killing, even if you kill a lot. So... You know what? What is that like to be around this guy? And you, you know what is that like to like suspect? Like you know this guy isn't good, but what? You also don't think he's a monster, yeah, necessarily. And so, um, but then after his his first conviction, and then he admits to a couple of more for his own, you know, trying to control the situation reasons. Then other people start jumping on and like, oh, I bet he did this killing. I bet he did this killing. And she's like. No, like, okay, don't pin every unsolved murder. Like, obvi- obviously, my dad isn't the only guy going around killing oh people. Yeah. Wow. So it was really interest. It was a really interesting angle because I, f- I felt like they, they talked to the victims' families. It, it was just respectfully done, and like really focusing more on like, 
trauma, but also kind of healing from trauma that like, you know, in a lot of ways, what this didn't even end up changing in a much longer, you know, like these are 30 year old murders. So by the time the daughter like reconnects with some of the victim's families, a lot of healing has happened and they're almost able to help her heal. So it's a really, it's a fascinating, it's a very different angle than a typical true crime podcast. Um, but not like I would say, oh, call it uplifting or something. It's still dark. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's definitely dark. But um, it's also, he, the um, the killer was born in Akron, and they keep moving back to Akron. So that, like, in one of the killings takes place <laughs> in Norton. So, like, so that's weird, too, to hear, like, Whoa. details are very local. Right, that's, like, 20 us. miles, and so. to put it in person, you know... That's like twenty miles away from us. Yeah, so you yeah. get goosebumps. Just close. Just that's like close you know, trying to describe this stuff, and it's like, oh my gosh, I've been to that park. Wow. So, so that was, you know, creepy but fascinating to hear. So, so I, I mean, I would definitely recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> the other, t- the other true crime podcast I would recommend is the Dropout. Um, they're gonna make a Hulu show about it. Okay. So that'll be exciting. But um, it's about Elizabeth Holmes, who was the uh, woman who tried to make uh, a company called Theranos, where uh, that she was like, gonna, it was going to be like revolutionized blood testing. Like oh. you, everyone would have them in your home, and you could like, te- like her dream was though you could test your blood for a variety of diseases, and you could have like tailored medicine based on your blood work and this would just you know like it would if it worked it would completely revolutionize medicine but um 10 years in and millions of dollars of venture capital and they could never get it to work and she but she just kept kind of running with it so that's a fascinating again just kind of looking at the the human interest component oh, of like talk about confidence and so outrageous and cover denial and wow yeah I, yeah <laughs> denial how could you keep going I don't know right I remember that how story. could you keep going but also kind of feeling like like a lot of people that they talked to and especially that like knew her as a young person they were like we think she's probably pretty genuine like she really thought she could make this happen if she just kept running and if it ever was a breakthrough then it would have been great but like what's the point you know what is the component of innovation that's like you know seeing what is possible and you know like when does that leap happen of like recognizing okay that's a great concept just abstractly but you had like there was no technological underpinning of like on like a blood work level that would have made that device like it didn't seem like enough to build a company on wow and yet a lot of a lot of really smart people like her uh professors like it i want to say stanford like bought into it early on and said you know like people that sh- frankly should have known hey there's nothing here huh so But, you know, Stanford has, if it's, so I don't know, Stanford has the design school, which we focus so much on. We discovered Stanford's D, and not to associate, we're not even sure, but because I follow a podcast, um, it's called IDEO, so the companies are IDEO, it's called Creative Confidence Podcast, and um, 
they have um, you know conversations again with you know the design th thinkers and the, the creatives and um, they have you know all their guests are on you know innovation and piloting ideas and so I've been following them and I have one couple actually queued up um, it's called uh, the innovation long run so it's um, this podcast is about you know what does innovation look like when you've been trying to solve a problem for the last 25 years I'm like that's the long that is a long haul because so much now is what made what made like design thinking that IDEO practices so enticing to us was that they do pilots and sprints and tests and it's going back to the scientific method and it's like of course you don't have to have the finished product just test things out see if they see if they work and then keep building from that and we a lot of the stuff that we have launched here at our library have started from pilots and tests like nature connect our yeah. garden started with you know container gardens and it just grew or redesigning our lobby started with very cheap shelves and a test uh, so a lot of our spaces are co-working spaces using whiteboards and just started from pilots that ended up being you know successful we're stuck on the fact that we don't know how to make the leap into permanency with you know Oh, with, right. with our budgets to make, you know, let's build upon. But um, and the other, the other one I have queued up through this IDEO Creative Confidence podcast is um, Joy at Work. And so I've been, I've been focusing a lot of podcasts on Joy at Work, Return to Work. You know, we're so disruptive, we're so disjointed, even now, and we're it feels like well, we are. We're headed back into another wave. Yeah. Uh, this virus yeah. and things are still disjointed so um, I have another one like I said I have this one queued up it's called joy at work and there's a book tied into it which I have on um, coming from hold uh, uh, I'm waiting for it it's called joyful by Ingrid Lee so maybe you'll hear about that later in season two uh -huh. so I have that coming and they do um, system design and experience design those are some others that i have queued up from them so that's you know speaking of maybe yeah. she thought <laughs> well that and that's <laughs> I, I mean honestly it sounds like she could have benefited from some iteration of yes. like you know if it's not oh. working you know come up with the next yeah start a smaller you know figure out what's not working about it and and try a, a new way at the problem um but i mean I don't, I don't know. You can't solve everything with, no. and yeah, certainly a willingness to lie to investors isn't. Well, I mean, on the one hand, is sort of. I do. I think they make a pretty interesting case that we kind of value that in business. Like, if you don't get caught. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of that. You know. Yeah. There was a lot of speculation of like, okay what made people 10 years in finally actually question this like that's almost as outrageous as no one questioning her at the yes, beginning that's true that is so true so, so true. the whole thing I, mean, I don't know it's a weird it's a weird story it's definitely one of those like <laughs> it feels almost like 
fiction, it's like too good to be it's true. That's true. Where you're just like, oh, this would make this a great is such story. a great story, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I can't believe how it unravels. But though, I think those will make the best stories when you're like, that's truly fiction. That couldn't really happen. And when it's nonfiction, that's what makes it so right. Yeah, so good. Yeah, as a librarian, that's what makes a good story. Oh right. If, yeah, if <laughs> this was just a true. novel premise was like this, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, wait, this really. Has. That's what makes it so good. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So uh, I definitely I like high production, NPR, investigative journalism. So a lot of newspapers now are doing podcasts. Um, and with mi frankly, with mixed results, like a, sometimes it actually sort of reveals just how wonderful of a job NPR really has a machine going because <laughs> sometimes it takes a minute for them to get on their feet or, you know, or I've, I've heard plenty of really, um, like I just would have assumed that they'd have like a really solid team together before they launch something and it, it feels more <laughs> like homegrown. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's been really interesting to watch these huge brands get into this podcast space and be like, "Oh, look, they're figuring it out too." Like that. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, so serial, obvious for I can't imagine anyone doesn't hasn't heard a serial that is into podcasts, but that uh, spun off from This American Life. So I think that is a huge reason why it was so good is um, because it had that production value, you know, that book, they had raised the bar in their minds that, that were aiming for this American Life quality mm. broadcast, but then to really dive into one story for so long was fantastic. But my favorite season actually of Serial is season three, and they, um, they come to Cleveland and they... Uh, it's a whole series on the courthouse system in Cleveland. And so they um, they talk to lawyers and they talk to judges and they talk to defendants and they talk to prosecutors and they, um, I, it's heartbreaking, but it's, it's also fascinating just to see, you know, like here's how something is supposed to work in theory, but here's how it actually works in uh. practice and how much of you know, someone's whole fate is decided really by chance. Or Why like, did they pick Cleveland? Did they ever? They they said they asked a lot of different cities, and Cleveland was the one that said, "Sure, come in and record." Wow, so yeah, Cleveland gave them like almost completely unfettered access. Wow. Yeah, they're like so. You know, they said like this is a pretty representative, like the cases, the way they come down, like, you know, there's nothing truly unique about Cleveland, except for that they're so open and willing to let us record, which I, most cities were like, absolutely not. No. Right. You know, and a lot of these trials and stuff are open to the public, but they were just like, oh, you will not be recording in here. And Cleveland's like, come on in. Wow. Here's my business card. You want to... Grab coffee after. I'll tell you more. What? <laughs> I mean, good for them for so, being open. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's so we like can a learn. fascinating, like weird side thing. And the art for this season was really great. They um, commissioned local artists, and they took pictures of local built like buildings that um, are in the each episode. Like if an old like a, one's like a bar fight, they have a picture of the bar, and then they have the art from a local artist on the wall like a mural and so each episode has like these 
they're not real murals in Cleveland, but oh. they're yeah, it's really interesting art. I thought they did a really good job with that, and I was. Anytime you're commissioning artists, I'm all for it. But I mean, it's really good art. It's not like a token thing. Um, <laughs> some other great. So then, Serial has now been bought by the New York Times because it was its own separate. Ed. So there's been a lot of that actually in the last decade, which I have very mixed feelings about. Is people spinning off for um, like a in a for-profit capacity from mm -hmm. NPR? and then getting bought and sold and mutating and so like Gimlet is one of them this Gimlet media it's all over Spotify lately I'm like what is this Gimlet why are they so proud that they own it now and it was some NPR people said hey we have things we would like to do that don't really fit the NPR format and started their own company and I don't huh. I don't I'm not as impressed with them as oh. they are with themselves to be honest. Oh. Huh. They're not serial. <laughs> okay. But they they did some interesting things. The one was um, they did a fiction podcast called Homecoming and it had like really interesting the way they recorded it was cool because it would be like the character would like find a tape recording okay. and they'd like you'd hear the click of the recorder and then like the whirring and it would be um like a different audio quality so like it sounds it sounds like you just are not like you're listening to a film but you're not seeing the images all right that like sounds it's cool. it, the sound design is just incredible um but I, unfortunately, I watched the TV, sh it was a TV show on Amazon Prime, and I watched that first, and I think I would have enjoyed the podcast more I, oh, I think if I, I, yeah. I had agree. listened to it first. So I would say listen to it first. Person, I like to create my own, I like right. to create my own images, yeah, so, so I think I would have liked Right, I'm picturing this. Julia Roberts. Okay. You know, yeah. it's impossible not to when you're, but even though you're hearing Kathleen Keener was the voice on the podcast. I'm still picturing Julia Roberts because I had just seen the show. So. That's why I can't watch the Harry Potter movies. I refuse because I have Harry. The cat Hogwarts is mine. <laughs> Harry Potter looks is how I created it. I mean, but after you, after no, you listen to it, you, no, I <laughs> no, I can't watch. Can't. Nope. You don't head. want. You don't want young Robert Pattinson infecting your. Nope. The staircase. When I, I saw scenes of like the staircase, <laughs> the staircase scene, and I'm like, that's not how I pictured it, and that's like click. <laughs> Click, I don't want to see it. You're tainting my vision of Hogwarts. Oh. Tainting it, so. Yep, so that's how I am. Can't see, can't see movies, can't see Hunger Games, can't see any of that. None. Mm -mm. So that's, that's, that's me. <laughs> well, so speaking of sound, there's one that I came across and it was, it was one of those suggested that panned out, worked out really well. So I love serendipitous discovery when oh. it works out. When Pandora suggests a new, you know, album or author rather, artist, um, and it works out, I'm like, this is awesome, serendipitous discovery. So this one is um, by Science Talks, and it's called Ooh. National Park Nature Walk with Jacob Job. Oh. Oh, so it's um, it's new. It's a pop-up po podcast. It's a mini series. It's an he and it's true and it's immersive experience. So he has the best sound equipment because he gets you to places in these national parks that you a may never go to, or they're completely restrictive to the public. But he can get in um, because he is doing this and he works for the parks. Like the one I listened to 
So he's up on the borderland of Canada and Amer America, and he's, he's, I'm canoeing down, you know, one of the rivers and lakes, and there's a storm coming in. So let's get into our tent, and let's hunker into our sleeping bag, and let's listen to the storm come in, and listen to how the waves crash against the shore, oh, wow. and how nature changes based on the storm coming in, the storm happening, and then after the storm. And his sound equipment picks up everything. So this is a podcast where um, I don't think you like listen to it in the car. Yeah. I think so in this and he even says this is perfect for with headphones because the sounds are so subtle. Like one of them I was listening to, he's in Yosemite and all of a sudden he's like, did you hear that? I'm like, no. He's, and so I rerounded it and he tells you those are um, wolves in the background. Huh. And they were so, I mean, they sound so distant and far, but if you didn't have headphones on, you would never pick it up. So okay, right. I've been using these at night to decompress. Um. I go up in my room right before I fall asleep, or lately I have like insomnia every once in a while I go through a bout of insomnia. So I put this on, and it's like to so relaxing, so relaxing. This thunderstorm was amazing. You can hear oh. the wind. And then afterwards, he gets on... Um, he gets on the lake and the and the rivers, and you just hear all sorts of. You can hear him paddling, and then another. He's like, all of a sudden, it's getting windy, and you can hear the wind whipping through the pine trees. Oh, it's just absolutely It's just amazing. I'm like, no, don't make this a. You know, I hope this is a a stay. I hope this one stays. Yeah. So I highly oh, suggest wow. that one. That yeah. sounds so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's my like favorite. That's my favorite. There's no books associated with two, so but he still gets bonus points. He gets all the bonus points. Right. But there's no books. Cause that's that, okay. Right. It's just so, it's so wonderful because it's so complete. Like it just makes so much sense that and the now, national parks would do that. Like oh, that's a cool. Yeah. That's just very cool. I don't know if I could have. I think I could have done it pre-pandemic. But okay. I think even now it's like oh, I need right. this. I yeah. need this. I need this. So anyway. Um, well, I'll suggest another one. So this one is called um, Getting to Yes And. So that's an improv thing, Getting to Yes And. It's published by Second City. Uh, so they so they are they specialize in improv and the whole thing with improv is um, the mindset of yes and so you don't want to leave your partner with a dud of a delivery line everything is let's go for coffee and you're supposed to say yes and we'll get this this and this and as opposed to let's go out for coffee I don't I don't like coffee I like tea you know what I yeah. like? So that cuts off. <laughs> right. So he's, so yes, Takes and. Takes you right out of the scene. Right out, yeah. <laughs> I'm done with that. So yes, and is then used in design thinking and creativity. So it's, let's keep the ideas running. So you're supposed to say, uh, we, we need to do some outside programming. And then you say, yes, and we can do cafe tables and, and this and that, as opposed to, well, I'm allergic to grass. <laughs> Right, so they have a podcast, and the one I was listening to, um, is they they had the author who did the hype handbook. Uh, oh shoot, I forgot to write down the author for that. My apologies. So the hype handbook is the author the 
the author that they were interviewing, um, he said, you know, many times you go out and you do your best and you give it your all and it's still not enough and you're never recognized. So he wrote this book. Um, this is this is how people are successful and this is how they've rise you know rise to the top and some of their methods on are unorthodox <laughs> um, he talks about um, Alice Cooper was oh. going to London and you know at the seat at the time like no one liked that kind of music and they did this his promotional person put Alice Cooper on a billboard in a very, I don't know if it was like a very suggested scene or whatnot, and the billboard truck accidentally broke down on <laughs> the interstate oh. right in the middle of rush tra rush hour and caused this huge traffic jam and therefore everyone saw this <laughs> naughty Alice Cooper and then they thought it was so funny that, um, so he sold tickets. So he's like, sometimes, you know, being being this great musician wasn't enough. They had to do something unorthodox. So right. I kind of like the hype handbook. I, you know, huh. when sometimes sometimes things aren't good enough. So I just thought it was funny. Yes, and we can break down in the middle of traffic. So right, yeah. That so sounds, that's <laughs> it. Sounds like such a modern stunt. <laughs> but yeah, to, to have launched Alice time, Cooper, was, that would have been yeah, <laughs> yeah. At the time, and even now, yeah, that's not really common. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Certainly. So maybe into season two, I have yes, I have the hype handbook on order. Interesting. <laughs> waiting for it to come in. Very interesting. So, which one do you have? I already talked about two. Oh yeah. Uh, well, so my late at night <laughs> one is um, actually, so there's the podcast is Duncan Trestle Family Hour, which I've listened to a few of them, like most of the episodes. They're very long, typically okay. like hour and a half, <gasps> two hours. Um, he's a comedian um, and he'll interview like philosophers and writers and thinkers and they'll talk real abstract and it's just like a stream of consciousness conversation about like whatever's popping into his head and and <laughs> their long winding conversations um but he how did this go somehow he met um pendleton ward who's the creator of adventure time oh. <laughs> right in the brief window where pendleton ward was actually involved with adventure time um and uh, somehow they were like, oh yeah, you're, you know, Pendleton was like, your podcast would be a great animated show. And Duncan was like, oh, I'm extremely flattered, but like kind of just took it as like a, you know, like, yeah, this guy who makes animated shows thinks I should be an animated show. He didn't really think about it. Um, but then later they went ahead and made it for Netflix. Um, and I think it just, it, it's not, it, it came out pretty recently. Um, but they're, they're really fun, interesting, trippy. It's the storyboard artist is... Uh, one of the Adventure Time guys as well, and his his work is so fascinating. He's got a comic book series called Forming that like looks at like creation myths from all over the world Ooh. and kind of synthesizes them. <laughs> yeah, it's really unique. It's a uh, Jesse Moynihan, so he does the art for this Midnight. It's called The Midnight Gospel. It's on Netflix. I I really I prefer the show to the long winding podcast, but it, the show is more like. 20 minutes okay. <laughs> and um, the visuals are just so fantastic and they, they they talk about not wanting to get 
too good a visual. <laughs> you almost don't want the visuals to distract from the conversation. Okay, that that's makes a hard sense. that's that is a hard line to like some of my favorite scenes I probably do lose the conversation cuz the animation just takes over and it's incredible. But um the one episode in particular, and it's been a while since I've watched it, so now I can't remember, but one of the episodes in particular is, like, so moving. <laughs> so they're definitely worth it if you if you uh, are into just kind of weird... It's You'll know pretty quick if you're into it or not. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Those are great. <laughs> but, it's, yeah, all that whole Adventure Time set is... There's, like, a bunch of them making comics now, and... They've all kind of mutated and joined other things, like because it, it's been, you know, probably twelve years right. since Adventure Time started. So that uh, that initial crew are just real cool, interesting people. I, I like kind of I follow them all on Twitter and I see what they're up to and read their comics and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend Midnight Gospel, even though at this point I guess it's really more of a TV show <laughs> than a podcast. Um, Another podcast that I've really been enjoying lately is The Experiment. Um, it's from Atlantic and WNYC. And um, and that's one that they came out of the gate swinging, like their first couple episodes. Like the very first episode, The Loophole, um, talks about Yellowstone's zone of death, which is like just this weird stretch of land that technically doesn't fall into any jurisdiction. Like... I now I forget if the you know if the state line moved or what exactly happened, but in theory, and I guess C.J. Box, the mystery author, even wrote one of one of his characters like you could get away with murder here because it's in no one's <laughs> jurisdiction, basically. Um, but they do such a great job of like unwinding this narrative of like it's an interesting setup, but then they talk to different people and like the pacing and the way they reveal the details are just really fascinating um and they kind of went through around like may or june uh, it seemed like their team was kind of mixing up and it, it they hit a little rough patch but they've steered back out of it in the most recent episode the great seed panic of 2020 was all just as fan it was reminded me of that first episode it felt like magical all over again so um the uh Last year, I don't know if you guys remember, there was, like, a bunch of people were reporting that they were receiving these seeds. It was, like, mysterious seeds from China, and they, like, and I guess what would also freak people out. For one thing, we're in a pandemic that, you know, originated in China, yeah. and so everyone was on high alert for, right. for stuff about China. But then also, the, they would say, like, stud earrings, and you open them up and they're clearly seeds. Oh my word, why? So everyone was like, you know, freaking out and like, you know, oh, this is bio-warfare or whatever. And um, the uh, agriculture department was like, no, you know, this is a brushing scheme, which is basically that people who sell things, you, you know, usually on Amazon, but like on any online real uh, retailer, in order to fake reviews, have to send you an item because, like, to verify the somehow Amazon is verifying if companies are actually mailing these products. Okay. And so they've been so they'll so they'll mail you something of lesser value in packaging that would say it's higher value. So, like, you know, the idea was, oh, this is a a Chinese company that is selling jewelry. 
and they're faking their reviews, and so they're sending people seeds, so it looks like earrings were sent in the mail, but it was actually just seeds. What? <laughs> and that was the official response all year, but everyone kept, no, it's bio-warfare, and I don't know why you guys are lying about it, and, and there's these two sides, and so this, this uh, reporter's like looking into it, trying to follow up on it, because everyone was talking about it over the summer, and then you didn't hear about it again all year. And he was like looking into it, but there is another twist. <laughs> there is a third <laughs> twist of what actually, in its Amazon's official responses, is different because they looked into it and it wasn't brushing. It was. I won't tell you. Oh. You have to listen. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> but the way they did that, I mean, so you. the sound design is really fantastic. They do like you know suspenseful music, and it doesn't get in the way. It just sort of adds to the mood. Um, and they interview a bunch of different people, and but the way they put the story together, and it's so funny because it's the Atlantic. They'll post now. Articles are like starting to correspond to some of these episodes, and if I read the article, I'm like, oh no, I'm not gonna like this episode because I already read the article. No, they're different enough. It's the most surprising thing. So now I'm like, I want the episode and the article. <laughs> they actually cover different territory. It's shocking to me. Because it doesn't seem like they should be able to to keep my interest, but they do. So I would highly recommend the experiment. It's a really fun, and it comes out once a week. This is something that's been funny to me lately is we're kind of getting away from this binge model. Like, instead of dropping a bunch of stuff and being done, it's like, no, I love this, like, slow brew, like, a nice, reliable, I know on Thursdays, there's going to oh, be an episode. Oh, I wonder if that's, huh, it's beha pandemic behavior change or right? something. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting, because I agree. I can't, oh, I don't have the, I don't have the attention span. <laughs> really, I don't right now. But yeah. you just jogged my memory on um, a podcast, that, another book that I have on hold. <laughs> you should see my, my library card, and it's called um, Subtract Why Getting to Less can mean thinking more because you just subtracted by not telling me ah not telling me something oh. about that <laughs> no that was so um and the book is by Leedy Klotz k-l-o-t-z and where i got this suggestion from is the podcast called curious minds at work so this is a pre-pandemic podcast that i listened to and i wasn't sure if i had the um like attention span for right now but I'm curious about what this is doing to us at work and um, so I picked this podcast up again and just so happened that the one I queued back up again she was interviewing this author and he said um, I was playing Legos with my son and we were building this bridge and the bridge was off kilter it was it was wonky and he said I'm sitting here getting more Legos ready to lift the bridge up and and all my son had to do was subtract one or two pieces to re-level the bridge. And he said, why did my four-year-old think uh -huh. to subtract? That was the easiest to do, because you're only removing so many pieces. When my adult mind went to, oh my gosh, I gotta bring in more resources. I have to, yeah. I have to make this taller or higher. I have to, I have to build it up. When he's, the logical answer was to subtract. And I'm thinking right now in my state of mind, maybe some things I need to do in my life are to subtract 
in order to de or declutter. Maybe it's a form of decluttering. I don't know. So I can think better. So I can maybe think clearer. Um, so that one, that one has stuck in my mind. So I, I really like this Curious Minds at Work po podcast. Um, you know, other other topics that I have queued up. One was released June 21st. It's called Being Brave at Work. And uh, it's again, there's a book on 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 the topic by Jim Deturt, um, and he studies workplace courage. So I have that one queued up on my getting ready to go. I'm like, what is being brave at work? And then another one um, podcast is you know choosing courage everyday guide to being brave at work. That's another podcast queued into to a book. So I'm like, okay, I feel ready for this podcast again. I feel like my mind is ready. Whereas a couple couple even weeks ago, I wasn't quite there. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy that my mind feels like no, let's get back to thinking about heavier things. Right. Yeah. So. I've definitely noticed, like, it's like a fog kind of lifted. Lifted, and I, I hope mean, it I stays know where lifted. I, yeah, I know it's headed, but I don't think it's like before because it's not just totally blind. Yeah. You know? I'm ready to think again. I feel like right. I need to think again and, and move forward and start doing things differently. Um, because there's another, you know, there's another podcast that, again, I couldn't get into, and they actually went quiet during the pandemic and they relaunched and I'm mm. looking at their website and they're getting ready for another season because they went quiet again so I was worried because I'm like no I just discovered you I rediscovered you again you were pre-pandemic and I liked you but I couldn't do you this past year yeah. and then you also came back and this this one was called um or this one is called results may vary um a podcast to help you design your life and so they start off epi every episode with can you design an adventurous life I'm like oh what is an adventurous life you know what is that like can you design a life after vaccination Ooh, i want to know what that is like um and the one I have queued up right now is, um, and it's an old one, so it's going back to their pre-pandemic days. It's, um, can you design impact at scale? And again, here it is, Stanford Design School. Oh, I'm always discovering you, but, and this is a special episode with their civic fellows, civic in innovation fellows, I should say, civic innovation, That yeah, there you go. And they're going to interview, or they did, four to five fellows on their projects and what were their projects on, how did they go, and what did they discover. So I'm, I'm leaving this one with, like, this is the one I'm queued up with and I'm very excited to get back into. So I'm hoping to get some books out of this one, which I'm sure I will. But anyway, yeah, nice. that's that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my last one is um, La Brega. It's uh, from WNYC and Futuro, which I guess is like a Puerto Rican company. Um, and so they do different. It, it's like maybe eight episodes. And it's just kind of popcorns around Puerto Rico and tells it's sort of this American life, but specifically focused on Neat. Puerto Rico. And it the music is really great. The music just I. What? Why? What makes it? I just like their theme music oh. and the because it's like I think it's Puerto Rican music. Oh, okay, all right, so it's all <laughs> so it just I don't know it like, puts you in puts you in the setting puts you in yeah. the mindset. Yeah, it just it's one of those where you're like, it really sets the tone where you look forward to the episodes, oh. you know. 
Um, and yeah, interesting stories. Like the one that sticks out the most for me is they won. It must have been the Olympics. Some they want they won some sort of basketball competition, and they, they're against America, the Puerto Rican okay. team. And what was interesting was, you know, like sometimes Puerto Rico is considered American and sometimes they're not. And it seems like, you know, whenever it's convenient basically for the rest of America to count them, they're suddenly a protectorate. That counts. And then other times it's like, well, you're not a state, you don't count. So it was just somehow it was like, oh yeah, Puerto Rican Puerto Rico's basketball team doesn't count Aww, as yes, they do. America, so they played us, but then they won. <laughs> and so it was like, the, you know, like, it's just like hearing them describe it just really took me back to, you know, the LeBron Cleveland victory that, you know, like, as long as you're alive, you're going to be like, man, for one day, <laughs> we oh, were on top. Yeah. And like, it just, it was really cool to just hear all these different people talking about what a powerful moment that was and how surprising it was and and the impact that it had there cuz i don't know it's just a very it was a different story it was interesting so they're they're good stories they're interesting stories that's my last one Aww. so well this brings this to a close so we <laughs> i hope you have discovered some new podcasts to listen to yeah. to queue up maybe we'll highlight some books um that are tied into these podcasts that we heard about today yes. later in episode i'm sorry not episode two season two pardon me and let's see well that should do it for this little special turned out not to be so little Right. That's okay. Yes. We had a lot We to ended share. up, we had a ton of podcasts yeah. that we listened to and we're excited to share with you and we will be back next week talking about books. The Richfield Branch Library is a branch of the Akron Summit County Public Library. Our theme music this season is Examples from the musician Ketza, which was made available through a Creative Commons license on the Free Music Archive. All right. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.